0: Uh, is this the place right here? Seems that way. Uh,
1: yeah, it says, uh, Layjet I made law offices. That must be the lawyer's name. Excuse me, we're here to talk to someone about a legal matter? What are you shredding there, Mr. Layjet? Why, well, they're ledges. Now, don't you worry your pretty little head about that. My name's actually Bertolomew Berticus Third. Got your service. You got your letter? Well, you must be those people that live in that smoldering pile of rubble back there. Yeah. My condolences. So what kind of trouble did you folks run into? What makes us think you ain't in on it? Yeah, you were at the scene of the crime, so you do the time. Well, now, look here, look here. You can accuse me of being a rubble chaser. But a riveteer demolitionist, well, that's downright slander. Ah, so you think that the Riveteers did it too? Look, you give me some of that gold there, and you will have what we call attorney-client privilege. And with that, what you tell me stays right here, I say. Oh, it's like Vegas. It's against the rules, and breaking the rules is against our brokering hospitalities. Oh, well, that seems pretty reasonable.
0: What exactly makes you think we've got any gold? Our house
2: just got blown up. All of our stuff is gone.
1: Well, your friend over there has two, count them, two briefcases. And I reckon only thing folks carrying around in briefcases these days is gold, contraband, and legal documents. And y'all don't strike me as the lawyer in type. Yeah, it's got gold in it, and the other one's got God knows what. Why don't you just tell your whole life story? Okay, it all started when I was born. Now, now, hold on there, son. Hold on there. I don't need to know all that. Just give me a hundred gold and let's take a look in that other briefcase. Well, I declare, I don't reckon ever seeing anything like this before. Looks like something that was salvaged from the bottom parts of the city. Could be real old. I tell you, I tell you what. I know a guy who might know what an tarnation this could be. He's down in the Proving Grounds. You tell him I sent you. And remember, I will for you now. So if you need anything further, y'all, y'all come back now, you hear? Okay. Right. Later, Mr. Layjet. Welcome to the Proving. The only Magic the Gathering podcast that proves you don't need a moderator to have fun. I have with me Dave. Hey. Moderator Dave is out on assignment this weekend, so we'll see how this goes. See if the, we can get the carts to come off the track. What do you think, Dave? I think they already are. <laughs> what have you been doing this week?
0: Uh it's a big video game news
2: week, so I've mostly just been paying attention to that. I, have, there. I- much magic or done much magic
1: related stuff. There has been quite a few new summer games fest stuff. Uh, I am the opposite. I have not been paying attention much to that like I usually would. Uh, I've been paying attention to a lot of magic, particularly the Pioneer format. A lot of changes coming up. We'll see how that shakes out after all these, uh, Bans that just happened. What do you what do you think about those?
0: I think that they were needed. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, was, that's so
1: yeah, so we have kind of discussed in depth the Winota and why we think that Winota should be banned. So we don't need to touch too much on that. It was just a very powerful card that have enabled some very quick, fast, uh, turn four
0: wins. So it was banned. Uh, I think it was up in, I don't know, 30, 40% of the
1: meta. I don't have an exact number. Hey, you're the Pioneer guy. If you don't have the answer, (laughs) I
0: definitely don't have the answer.
1: Well, suffice it to say, it was kind of taken over the format. Uh, The other one that was kind of surprising to me uh, was Expressive Iteration was banned in Pioneer. I'm
0: not that surprised by it.
1: Well, that makes one of us uh, <laughs> I like to think of expressive iteration as the most powerful fair card in existence. i don't uh, know how you think that card is fair. Look, it does exactly what it says, and there's not really a way to like you exploit do, it or break you it. You know that every card does exactly what it says, right? that is how the
2: card game works.:
1: Yes, but the developers of the game have something intended, and then maybe they print a card later that then People can use the new cards to exploit the old methods of play, and this is not the case with expressive iteration. It is.
2: I I do actually think that there is part of expressive inter- expressive iteration that they did not intend.
1: Okay, what do you think?
2: I do not think they meant for the exile card to be able to be a land that is played.
1: Ah, uh, yes, which uh, su- subsequently is is what makes the card even less of a problem, because. You don't want to play expressive iteration on turn two because that means you would have already made your land drop, so you kind right. of wait till turn three to play it, and then by that time, the other person has the ability to counterspell pretty fluently,
0: okay, yeah, but there's
2: only one color in counter spells, and that card's an issue for every other color, and it's still even if you're playing counters, it's not really the card you want to have to counter. I countered every single time. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying you shouldn't <laughs> counter it. I'm saying it's not what you want to have to use your counters on.
1: But in the in the on, on the other hand, if it's a must counter, then it is very powerful. Um, honestly, when you look at Pioneer as a whole in the format as a whole, that power level of the card is way too powerful for Pioneer to be, to be completely honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. it is it is probably the top 5 like most powerful Draw spells even in modern, you know. Yeah, if it didn't
2: give you the opportunity to play that land out of exile, I think it's a perfectly balanced
0: card. Mm-hmm. I think yep. if the exiled card can only be a spell, then it then it is exactly where it needs to
2: be. Right. My guess is if they make an alchemy change of it, that will be the alchemy change
0: of it. Oh, that it? That the, you the, like how
1: they've been. You may cast a spell from exile, not play yeah. a card. Yeah, yep. That would that would be that would make sense, and that would again power it down because you're probably not going to play that card on turn three because you just don't, or turn two because you don't, or three because you don't have the mana, right? Yeah. Um. In in most cases, I mean, you could ramp to it or do whatever. Uh, it was interesting. The reason that they gave for banning expressive iteration. They want to kind of help power down. Is it decks? Because there there are different. Is it decks in the format? One's the is it Phoenix, and one is the thing in the ice deck. And then there's just an is it control deck. Uh, Oh oh, also is it Prowess started popping up too. Um, And rather than ban something like Treasure Cruise, which is bafflingly still a card in Pioneer when it's banned and everything else. Well, not Legacy, but... Well, not Vintage. I think it might... Anyway, the Izzet decks all have that in common. The Phoenix deck might use Dig Through Time, whereas the Thing in the Ice might use Treasure Cruise, but every single one of them uses the Expressive Iteration. And with the banning of Winota, obviously somebody's going to have to rise up, and it's going to be those Izzet decks, right? So yeah. the
2: thing is, too, though I don't actually think is it Phoenix needs it. Like it helps, but I don't think it's a key comp- I don't think is it Phoenix disappears because express federation is
1: banned. Surely not because the this weekend there was an NRG 5 grand or 5K tournament that the Izik Phoenix deck won.
0: Yeah, without,
2: without it, there's no reason for is it phoenix was fine before expressive iteration was even around so
1: mm-hmm. right and that's my point where it's it's actually kind of a fair card but it's like just too powerful uh i think but i just don't think
2: i don't think you can go three cards deep and then be able to play two of them on turn three
0: uh without yeah get getting-
2: like When you break it down like that, it's turn three. I play Explosive Iteration. I get two cards. I play both of them, the land and whatever spell, cantrip it's I draw. A,
1: yeah, it's a one-mana spell, most likely.
2: Yeah, because you're getting to
0: pick, too. So it's, like, it's not like it's random or anything like that. You know,
2: chances are in three cards, you're going to be able to get a cantrip, you're going to be able to get a land, and you're going to be able to pitch whatever else you have in there.
1: That's very fair. I mean, it's not fair. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Either way, I, I do think it will be good for the format. I'm just hoping that, I, I use expressive iteration a lot in modern, so I'm hoping they don't go back and, like, kill it there. But it, it would, I mean, it would kind of be worthy of it, because it is it does kind of, it's, it's one of those things where it's not, like, wildly apparent that that's why you won the game, but it's definitely why you won the game. I,
0: thankfully, Modern is a whole different power level. Right.
2: I'm not sure it's as dangerous there as it is in Pioneer.
1: No, I think as your card pool goes up, the effectiveness goes down.
2: Add to the fact that your Modern decks typically only have 18 lands. You're not even guaranteed to get a land in your three cards. That is true. Unless you're playing Control and you have... 27 lands, and then your deck probably (laughs) sucks anyway, so who cares?
1: Or you're playing Yorion, you got 38 for some reason. Um, Let's see, what else is on the dock? Uh, Oh, also to note that the Pioneer ban list mirrors the Explorer ban list. So, well, if it's banned in Pioneer, it is banned in Explorer. So they went ahead and uh, banned Expressive Iteration in Explorer as well. So enjoy
2: your.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's. Uh... Do they need
2: to make announcements about what they ban in Explorer?
1: <laughs> well, enjoy. If you're an Explorer player, enjoy your. Uh... Do they for give play? wild cards for this? I, I don't, don't know. know if they do because it's not, it's not banned in standard. It's not banned in standard and it's not banned in historic. I wonder. I haven't logged in since the ban, actually. So, I don't know if I got. Uh... I, I know in the past.
2: I don't know about Pioneer because Pioneer doesn't exist on there. Right. I know in the past when something banned, got banned in Historic and not in Standard, they still gave you the Wild
0: Cards because there's a chance oh, okay. you used Wild Cards to make a Historic deck. I see. There we go. Also, right.
1: it's an uncommon. I probably wouldn't even notice if they gave me the Wild cards <laughs> Probably not. Probably, and They might not even care to people don't complain about that one another uh, news magic the gathering online is turning 20 so make sure you log in uh, cuz you're going to get some play points so if you have an account there then you will get play points if you did not create your account before june 7th you will not get play points play points are used to like enter tournaments and stuff do they
2: ever sleep accounts on mtgo or is like my account that I haven't logged into in 5
1: years still there uh it's probably still there might i don't know I just I just created mine in October or mm, January maybe.
0: So I don't even know. <clears throat> I never had one before.
1: So, yep, go ahead and do that. They're going to have a uh, the vintage cubes coming back for the event turning 20. If you pay them $25 during the event, you'll have access to every single card uh with some exclusions. So, that might be something to look into if you're wanting to Tool around with some decks in an online fashion. Definitely be cheaper than Arena. Uh, I'm talking
2: about Arena's free to play.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Free to play some uh,
0: janky decks. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, an Arena is a cheaper addiction than
2: MTGO is.
1: Yes, unless you want to stay competitive. And then that's that gets to be a little...
2: You, you think staying competitive is more expensive on Arena than it is in MTGO? Yep. I mean, you gotta buy the cars in
1: MTGO. Yeah, but then you can sell them when you don't need them. That's not the buy-in, though. That's not how much money you're spending. Well, yeah. So, okay. So here's the If, thing if I
2: buy a $100 and... comic book, just because I can resell that comic book for $100 doesn't mean that I'm not down
1: $100. Y- yes, you're right, but through card rental services and stuff. I don't know. Yes, maybe. I, hmm. I, the card
0: rental services
2: is going to cost you probably just as much in the long run because you're going to be paying them a monthly fee practically or weekly fee or however yeah.
1: much. All right, so let me break it down. This is the way I view it. Uh-huh. If if you like to play one single deck and only play that deck and it happens to be on Arena, then it's probably cheaper to be on Arena. But if you like to brew or try different decks and things like that, it's probably cheaper to get a subscription to, like, Mana Traders or something with MTGO. Either way, you're paying out the wazoo to play Digital Magic.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the idea of owning something better in the long run.
1: Yeah. But
0: also, MTGO's infrastructure sucks. So
1: It does. Uh, and... And the cards don't hold their value like they do in paper. Right. Um, So it just depends on the card, I guess. Some cards in paper are like a dollar card, but you get them on MTGO and they're like $35. And you're like, what is going on here? I don't know why this. All right. So. Uh, the other little bit of news: uh, Unfinity, which was delayed from production issues and supply chain issues, yada yada. They did give an official release date. It's October seventh, so get ready for those uh, really fancy basic lands.
0: I love really fancy basic lands
1: because <laughs> that's why you want to buy them. Oh, and I think they're they they're rumored to have shock lands in them too, like as like a special like, card in there, like legit shock lands or like yeah, like. Kinda- They'll be blackboarded and everything. That's the rumor. I don't know if they've officially announced that. So I could be I, spilling crap. They got to get people to buy those cards somehow. Yeah, that's... I mean, I do think it'd be fun to take with a group of friends and just draft it. You know, but.
0: There are... Those cards are fun and funny and they exist. Uh,
2: but I don't... Like, no one spends any serious money on those sets. Nobody looks to go out and get like some premier card that's that usually no
1: no no. so they gotta artificially put cards in there to make people buy them um, fancy basic lands and other treats makes sense or else why we're, or are they making them we won't have a fun infinity set I guess ignore them if you want them if you don't then buy them so that's it for the news I thought since we have no moderator we might be able to get into it going over some we already know what the best cantrip in the formats are and that's expressive iteration hence the ban I thought we could talk about the best uh, versions of other cards in specific formats what do you think yeah
0: and what better thing to start out with than
1: counter spells? So I have here a list of counter spells that are available in the standard format. What do you think the best one is? Standard format. Standard. Yeah. So the idea is we're going to go over the standard ones, and then we're going to expand into pioneer and then into modern because they change. They could be the same. We don't know. Standard's got some slim pickings. All.
0: Well, I have I have two here that I I do somewhat like. All right, hit me with them. Um, I I think if you're asking me which one of these is the best right now, it's Jawari Disruption.
1: All right, so Jawari Disruption is one blue and one colorless counter-target spell unless its controller pays one. And it also is a dual-faced card with the land on the back that comes into play tapped. Yeah. Okay so let's let's just for the listeners here when we're determining which the best is we got to take take account for the format the mana cost and like what it actually does obviously the most powerful counter spell in a format might have a downside or we might this one isn't less controller pays one uh where there might be one that just says counter target spell which is obviously better but it has a higher mana cost so we're kind of sussing it out between
0: yeah, I, I mean, your
2: cool. instruction to me is just the most useful. As if you're in a situation where you don't need or can't use the counterspell, it could just be a lance, but it only casts, it only costs two, so you can play it early. If you're mm-hmm. playing it early, chance to start your opponent's tap and to play whatever they're playing anyway. Uh, so it, it can still be the counterspell you need it to be, but it can also be a land if you need it to be one.
1: Yeah, I would tend to agree with you on that. I do, however, do like Spell Pierce a whole bunch. Uh, the uh, difference between the two is it's a non creature spell unless it's controller pace two and it only costs one blue. So I for think, me, it's between think, the two. I think Spell Pierce, uh, so Spell Pierce was the other one that I was
2: going to say, mm-hmm. but I think Spell Pierce has more limited uses than Jawari Disruption. I think Spell Pierce comes out of your sideboard in mirror matches or against instant sorcery heavy decks, but in standard there's not a lot of those right now. So it's really just coming out in mirror matches where you're playing against another control deck.
1: Yep. And and specifically in standard. So spell pierce might gain value in a different format just right. because of the play patterns differently. Standard's okay. a little bit slower. Spell pierce becomes a dead card later on when you you know your mana flooded out and yeah. they're always going to be able to pay two, it becomes a dead card, which makes just Jawari Disruption kind of, I think, edge it out because you can just play it as the land. Right. And it's not a completely dead card. Um, some right. other highlights on here. They reprinted Negate, which is an old classic. Um, I actually I think my next there. favorite one is It Common. Yeah, and then... Um, Solid Common, early
2: game... If I have the extra mana, I can float it out and have a two mana hard counter yep. spell. But if I don't want to foretell it it's still a late game, it's a three mana hard counter
1: spell. Hard counter is is important. It's I think it's the only hard counter in the format. Uh, except offer you can't refuse is a nope, it's a non creature too. Non creature. Yeah, so I think it's as far as I know that I looked I looked through the like I compiled these lists from the metagame deck list and what people were using. So may there might be one floating out there somewhere that I don't know about, but I think uh, the other one i like is offer. You can't refuse because as a trickster <laughs> counter spell, cause you, so you counter target non-creature spell and its controller creates two treasure tokens. It's one blue mana. Uh, the, the beauty of this card is that you counter your own spell right. and you get treasure tokens. So I did like, I did like the flavor. For that card?
2: I mean, it's not that beautiful because
1: I guess it does allow
2: you to ramp in later turns, but you're still spending <clears throat> two mana to get two treasure tokens, basically.
1: Yeah. Two people, mana
2: and two cards from your hand.
1: Right, right. So, but people are using this in their uh, like Charbelcher decks for modern right. to help get more mana so they can spin uh-huh. up or like storm decks can use it. It's kind of cool, but we're talking about standard here. Okay. Um, um, And then there's also Obscura Charm, which only counters instant of sorcery spell, but it does have other modes on it that you can gain value from late game. So it's also a nice little card. Not super played, though. I did notice that. Not as played as I would have thought it was pre release. But I'm finding a lot about what I thought about pre release, pre release of new Capenna is actually a lot different. Ledger Shredder <clears throat> didn't see that one coming. All right, so we're we're in agreement. Jawari disruption is currently the best standard counterspell. Yeah, no, that's
0: my opinion. It's the most useful, at least. I mean, that's not the,
2: the quote unquote best counterspell, obviously. It's counterspell, right. unless you play one, but
1: um, it's think- the it's the one that you would like. You need a counterspell to put in your deck. What are you taking? Yeah. That's the kind of, the idea. Yeah, that's what I would and run. And then you might sub other ones based on like what the meta looks like at any given time, but just for a standard spell, you're going for that. All right, I agree. Now let's move to Pioneer. So we'll have all the same Pioneer or all the same counter spells <clears throat> in Pioneer, uh, but ever there is, however there is more. Um, all right, so we got this... Uh, List here, it's it's a lot different and a lot bigger. We have uh, superstars like Dovin's Veto in here. Blue and a white. This spell can't be countered. Counter target non-creature spell. It's good for counter spelling wars, mirror matches, uh, or just you're playing control and you happen to be in blue-white, which only happens in a control deck in Pioneer. But you, you get my point. Let's see. Absorb.
0: Yeah. um, Absorb is probably my choice out of these. It's a hard counterspell
2: for three, but you gain the three life. So yeah, chances are if you're running a counterspell in Pioneer, if you're running Control, the three life is super relevant.
1: Yep. So this is my, I I like to think of this as just a regular old counterspell. With a with a uh, healing salve spliced onto it, yeah, because that's what that's what that's the mana you're paying for it. So I do like this one. The other one um, I I really like in is mystical dispute. It's pioneer is a format that kind of affords you a little bit more of the uh, collar hate than say modern. It's a slower format. There's, like, less efficient answers, so it's the cards that are more color hate have more value in Pioneer. Uh, That's the way I look at it, I guess. Uh, So Mystical Dispute is two and a blue instant. This spell costs two less to cast if it targets a blue spell. Counter target spell unless its controller plays three. So this is the, like, sideboard all-star. I don't know that you'd want to put Mystical Dispute in a main deck. It's just you side it in when you're playing a blue deck.
2: There was a time in the standard meta where
0: Myst- Mystical Dispute was, was main board four of. Um, oh, yeah.
1: I can see that. Especially with how... how I didn't play during Throne of Eldraine, but yeah, I think I, that... I say the rogue deck, it was a main board four of.
2: Before the Uro ban and the Oco ban it was a main board
1: four of. Yeah, those are both blue spells. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. You're like, ah, Nope. You gotta pay three, which you're not gonna be able to because you played your Uro and your Oko as soon as you could. So and that that high tax of three is very, I think, important. So I do like that. But again <clears throat> I I like it because it's it's a sideboard. It's going to do what you need it to do, and you can play it in more decks. Like, you can play it in an it deck, yeah. whereas Absorb, you can't really because it's got the two colors. Yeah. Same with Dovin's Veto. Same with Drown in the Lock, for that matter. Uh, I don't think this is the place for Drown in the Locks sp- specifically.
0: I mean, uh, robes are a thing in Pioneer, aren't they?
1: Not in the, like, top meta. Okay. I think they've kind of got overcasted by other things. And then okay. the uh, the other one in okay, here. you're the Pioneer expert here. Not right. Me. Hey, it's a pretty good format. Uh, rewind. Uh, not Nobody uses this card in Pioneer. Uh, I I use it in
0: Historic all the time.
1: Dude, it's a good card. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the I, I like The
0: thing about it. Rewind is... You have to be
2: playing something that can capitalize on that mana. If you're just looking for a standard counterspell, it costs too much. Right. And so, like, you need to have something in your hand to play with the mana you get back from Rewind to make it worth it.
1: Right. So it's more or less, it's more likely you're going to counter somebody's counterspell or counter somebody's interaction on your turn. Yeah. Because then you get to untap and play your cards. Unless you had a whole bunch of instants that you're hiding have to you know on their turn to to use it what does
0: yeah. pioneer control even look like does it cast a lot of stuff on their own turn um what, what do you mean like uh i mean like historic control doesn't cast a whole lot of stuff on their
2: own turn
1: oh yeah no not really it's yeah. mostly flash stuff uh, you might cast a Shark Typhoon instead of cycling it, but if you're going to cycle it, you're cycling it at the end of the opponent's turn. So, Other than that, no. It's a lot of Flash stuff.
2: I mean, and, you can still take advantage of it by not casting it on your turn. That's still... Right. 100% so, viable. The thing is just you, you want to use it in a way where you're going to be dropping something afterwards.
1: Yeah, so if you, if you throw out your...
2: You're going to make your Shark Token, basically.
1: Right, yeah. Or flash in your uh, one that makes you scry two, draw a card. I forget the name of it. It's an enchantment. I do that a lot. Yeah, rewind's a good card. I like it. I don't know if it's the best in the format.
0: Yeah, I, if I'm in blue and white, I'm going to absorb. Yeah. Every time. If I'm not in white... I think mystical, mystical dispute or rewind are good choices. Yeah, there's also uh, one that's. Pierce
2: is still here, so you still have that. I still think again. I don't play Pioneer, but my guess is that's primary use is still the mirror match, so it's probably still a sideboard card.
1: Yep, exactly. It's not main deck. Uh, However, this sensor card—it's actually starting to crop up more in decks, just in the last like week or so. It's one blue and one collarless counter target spell. Unless its controller pays one, and it has cycling for a blue. Well, that's similar to the uh, Jawari Disruption. Jawari
2: Disruption, where it's yeah. there if you need it early game, but then late game, it it still draws you a card. Yeah, it still has a use.
1: Yeah, I actually don't own any of these cards, and I was like, man, should I pick some of these up? Because actually, that's that would be helpful in like an Is it deck.
2: Especially you know, when you want to fuel treasure cruise. You know what would be else? You know what else would be helpful for you? And an is it deck? What's that? Being better at playing Magic.
1: Ah, uh, hey, is it makes you better at playing Magic <laughs> <laughs> just by playing it? You're like, oh, I'm awesome at Magic. And then honorable mention, of course, is it Charm, red and a blue choose one, counter a spell, non-creature spell unless the controller pays two, so basically a spell pierce, or is it charm deals two damage to target creature, or draw two cards, then discard two is cards. Is it charm? So, pretty
0: good. Um, yeah. Uh, the modal spell, Lots of options. Any modal spell on the
1: Yeah. Super good. I like them. The other one, the other honorable <laughs> mention that I wanted to put okay, here. Okay, you could
0: stop now. No, nope, Jace's so that, defeat. Jace's defeat can f*** off.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to say it's it's like this is the most useless car that has ever existed.
0: Okay. I mean, well, you
1: still you still get a blue spell, but the the extra part like how I want to know how many times the if it was Jace the Planeswalker spell Scry 2 that actually got cast. It's probably pretty low. I, I can't imagine so you said
2: you saw this in deck lists. Is that correct?
1: No, 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 no. Okay. This was not in a deck list. I, I threw it in all here right. as a gag. Cause okay. It's honorable mention. I see now. Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. I guess during this, uh, uh, whatever this set is, they printed I, one defeat of everybody, all the Planeswalkers against yeah. Nicol Bolas or whatever. And this is Jace's. I thought it was funny. Like Chandra's is like deal damage. If, it, if you damage to Chandra's spell. Or a dance genre planeswalker then it did something they all had something to do with the, the character
2: i mean i suppose there was a time period where jace the mind sculptor was in everything that's true that, that might have, have i still can't see playing it but
1: no no this is really a bad card uh, but it's funny and flavorful all right so what are we going with what what do you think the best Hands down card. I mean,
2: again, it it depends on your colors, but Absorb followed by Mystical Dispute is my choice. Okay.
1: So Absorb's number one if you're playing Azorius. Otherwise, Mystical Dispute. Yeah. I get it. I'd probably take Mystical Dispute and, and Absorb. And, well, yeah. Actually, you know, I'll do the same because it just makes sense that you'd want to play Absorb as the hard counter ability and the healing's out? All right, so let's move on to modern. This is, this is the hard one. Yeah. In my mind, a lot. this is the hard one. Is there... Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's start with, I guess, the big ones. Um, They're all big ones. What are you talking about? <laughs> Which ones on here aren't big? Okay, fair. So there is... Just regular old counterspell. And it's the one. I, don't, I actually didn't get it. I didn't put a picture of it uh, for some reason. Uh, nope. Here it is. Sorry. I guess I did. And I used the good art too. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the, this is the best counterspell art from Tempest. Uh, so, By all means, describe the art to the people listening to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you picked the best art. Yeah. Uh, go look it up. It's from Tempest. Uh, you'll get it. Two blue counter target spell. Easy. Yeah. No. It's it's still. I the classics are still good. Okay. It's the it's like the barometer in which you judge counter spells by. Is it more than two mana? Is it less than two mana? If yeah. it's one in a blue, that's technically better than two blues. But like, usually, one in a blue comes with a drawback.
2: And there's a reason it
1: doesn't get printed anymore. Yes. It's It's super efficient. And then you have something like uh, the other all-star in the format, Archmage's Charm. It's three blue. Choose one counter target spell. Target player draws two cards. Or gain control of target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. Love the modal. I use this in modern, and sometimes you don't want to counter the spell. You want to just do the thing.
2: Oh, no, it's really good. Yeah, and, and modern, there are a lot of one converted mana cost things for you to steal that are worth it.
1: Oh yeah, you get attacked with a fifteen, fifteen Urza Saga token. You're like, nope. Death Shadow. Yeah, Death Shadow. It's pretty uh, that, good.
0: In control of of,
2: of a, a one converted mana cost or less. It's uh, it has saved my life multiple times.
1: Absolutely. I think I have no options, then I look down and read that on my card and go, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Let Multiple take that.
2: times you can use this to two-for-one people because you can gain control of something and
1: block with it and kill yep.
2: something else they're attacking with.
1: Love Archmage's Charm. And like I said earlier, Drown in the Lock gets more value in Modern. Since you're filtering through your graveyard, you got more um, like fetch lands go in the graveyard. Consistently, so counter target spell with converted mana cost less than or equal to the number of cards in controller's graveyard. And it also has the same thing, but for a creature too, with converted mana cost. So, Drown the Lock is infinitely better in modern than it is in other formats, just because mostly because of fetch lands, I guess.
2: Oh, yeah, fetch lands. Fetch lands make everything better.
1: <laughs> you tend to, you know, your surveil triggers, your. Knive triggers now that Ledger Shredder's a thing. All that stuff's filling the graveyard. Um, you will see Spell Pierce also in main decks too yeah. as a a quick because everything's so mana efficient in Modern that people are sitting there operating on three lands. So right. they cast a two land, you know, they cast a two mana spell. and They don't have the two to pay for it. The spell yeah. pair stays valid longer.
2: I assume force negation still stays relevant too, Mm-hmm. because it's pretty hard to argue with a spell you can cast for free.
1: Oh yeah! So what's great about force negation is that it only—if you try to hard cast this, it's still only two blue and one colorless, right? But it has the ability to, if it's not your turn, you can exile a blue card instead of paying for the spell's mana cost. So it lets you kind of, how, how many times have you been playing Control and you're like, I want to cast this card, but I need to leave Counter Spell open, so I'll wait. But Force Negation gives you that leeway to go ahead and take that chance. Yeah. As long as, you know, well, again, it is a, creature. a non-creature. Yeah. And you get to exile it, which is super f- viable, like super valuable. With all the graveyard recurrence that happens in Modder 2. So, yeah, Force Negation is is definitely a top contender for sure, I think. I mean, uh, Cryptic Command. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now, How can you not hate
2: Cryptic Command?
1: Cryptic Command is really good. You get to choose two. It costs three blue and one colorless. Choose two, counter target spell or return target permanent to its owner's hand or tap all creatures your opponent's control or draw card. So you have to pick two of those. It's so versatile. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, and, and for and for four mana, it's you're still doing a lot, like picking the oh, two. Yeah. It's not like it's not like oh, I have to pay four mana for this. It's you're getting a lot of stuff. Un- unfortunately, I think the printing of Archmage's I wasn't around when it happened, but the printing of Archmage's Charm, Cryptic Command, isn't as used as much. It'll pop up here and there.
2: Oh unless, yeah, no, I'm but, sure Archmage's Charm is taken its spot.
1: Yeah. It's just still better
2: think. in the meta that Modern has going for it than Cryptic right. Command is.
1: Cryptic Command think
2: is slower. Awesome. And and a lot of its modes are just less relevant at this point.
1: Yeah, so you rewind, and then you have Cryptic Command mana left up. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yes,
0: can right. instances when you need to counter two spells?
1: <laughs> right. And you only need uh, eight mana to do it. <laughs> hey it's possible um some of the other ones here we got the pact and negation it costs zero counter spell but at the beginning of your next upkeep you have to pay a total of five mana if you don't you lose the game this is nice i included this it's probably it's definitely not going to win but i included it because it it, it's used in decks that don't use blue because they counter the thing like if they got their combo going off and they just need this one piece and you counter it it kills their entire game so they have the Pactic Negation in hand Charbelcher is one of those decks that use this then they say uh uh you don't don't kill my Charbelcher I'm going to Pactic Negation that and it doesn't matter because I can't pay the blue but I'm killing you this turn so it's nice to give other decks that option And then I also threw on here a couple of other ones. Uh, We won't talk about Tabalt's trickery. Listen to our other podcast if you want to hear about that one. But it technically is a counterspell in red. Uh, The counterspell that is not a counterspell, but technically has the same effect. Veil of Summer costs one green. It's so confusing, but basically it means if you counter my stuff, you no longer counter my stuff. So I counter your counter. Draw a card if an opponent has cast a blue or black spell this turn. Spells you control can't be countered this turn. You and permanence you control Game hex proof from blue and from black until end of turn.
0: Yeah, no, this card's really good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. It is actually really good. I really thought this card was banned. Um, no, not in
2: modern. Not in modern. Just everything. I
1: else. think. It, I honestly, I think it was banned, and then they unbanned it. Maybe. I've just heard some people talking about yeah, but it is not currently banned.
0: It's the best way to uh, to
2: protect your stuff in green from blue. Mm-hmm. You get to draw a card. You get to, again, basically counter anything that they've cast. Uh, either, because it doesn't have to be counter spells either, it could be black nope. removal.
1: Right. Okay. Uh-huh. And. You, you no longer because the way it's it has sta- It's because of the stack, right? Yeah. So this will resolve, and you cast in response, and this will resolve first, which then gives you hex proof,
0: and then this and ball then, has no legal target. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great
1: for a bunch of words that at first don't make sense. This is really good use. Uh,
2: um, the card's crazy good. I mean, it is very specific. Cause you have to be playing against those colors. Otherwise, it's just a, a very worthless card. But yeah. if you are playing against blue or black, it's an insane way to turn the t- tide in your favor.
1: Mm-hmm. I also did a uh, little fun—the uh, most bullshit counter spell of all time: Chalice uh, of the Void. This card sucks. That's just a very good oh, card. You but-
0: just you hate losing to it.
1: I do. You love losing to this card. No, no, I don't like
2: losing
1: <laughs> to it either. I'm not bitter about it like you are. And technically, it's counters because it does counter the spell.
0: Oh no, it does. You're right.
1: It is. A, it's not it, a counter spell, but
0: it is a counter spell.
1: Yes. Um. So basically, you pay mana, put some charge counters on this thing, and if they ca- if if an opponent casts or any player casts a spell with converted mana so cost equal to the charge counters,
3: Chalice,
1: right. Then you counter that. You counter that spell. That spell gets countered. Yeah. So it's hard to deal with. Uh, they can chalice lock you,
0: and it really stinks to have done. But yeah, chalice That's the really void problem.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: It, I, it actually
2: I once I, I know it works really well in modern because of the small pool of, of converted mana costs that are used in modern. Yeah. And that you can there are certain decks that just have
0: like one or two different converted mana costs in their entire deck. Yep. Um but my memory of this card is always the time that it's spent in standard.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. It was a long time ago. It was yeah. Right before I quit. Uh it would have had let's because, see. because then they had
0: the
2: power relays I think is what it was called where you could move a counter from one thing to another
1: oh yes yep.
2: and so chalice could swing three different ways so like if you got a chalice out for two you could take a counter off of it and drop it down to one or you could add a counter to it and drop it up to, uh, pump it up to three and so you mm-hmm. could put two chalices out at like two and five and counter everything um. from, from one to six just by moving your tokens around when huh. your
0: counters around. Yikes! <laughs> that sounds even worse than just putting it on one and negating half your deck. So in in standard it was even kind of more
2: of a terror. Luckily, that standard was dominated by things that were not control and chalice could not on its own. Right. Eagle Goblin bidding
0: and or uh, affinity affinity or bound ravager. Yeah. Or the cycling deck,
1: right? That was a good standard, man. That's was... man.
0: I knew, I knew as soon as I,
2: I remember watching the previews and seeing Eternal Witness and going, I'm making a cycling deck for standard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and 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 honestly, that'll never happen again. Like we won't have a power level of Mirrodin again. I know this is a side note, but the artifact. Traditionally, the artifact-heavy blocks were, like, super-powered. The Urza's blocks, the Mirrodin blocks. And then they figured out they can add color mana to pay for artifacts. Right. Which then will now power down that power. Right. Yeah, no, that's... uh, I
0: mean, it wasn't just... Because it was the block right before it was super-powered,
2: too. Like, Goblin Bidding didn't come out of nowhere. Right. Um.
0: Because uh it was a tribal. Tribal's a very powerful mechanic and it's one of those things that kind of transforms
2: exponentially. You you pair the fact that there's a full tribal set within the full artifact set and it was just it was a nuts time to be playing standard.
1: Yeah. I don't remember so much of that part of the standard. I just remember how heavy Affinity was, but I also was playing Affinity, so probably didn't really care about much else. I didn't. I didn't play I also competitively remember, it or was anything. The
2: time in Magic that I remember the best for going to tournaments and playing against a lot of different stuff. Yeah, um, I haven't gone to an actual paper tournament in a long time, but the digital tournaments here recently, it's like
0: here are three
2: versions of of or there's three decks, and there was maybe minor differences between. Yeah. Someone, someone may run one card instead of another, but for the most All part, and
1: like Fable of the mirror breaker. Yeah. 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 But like
0: I remember in standard then that was that cycling deck, goblin bidding, affinity, white aggro,
2: white equipment aggro was. Oh yeah, thing. the
1: equipment aggro was really rough too, man, yeah.
2: There was still, the soldier deck from Legion was still kicking around sometime. You didn't see it very often, but it was still there. Uh, You had black affinity because you had the NIM There were like three different versions of affinity. There was blue affinity that had control and some draw spells. There was the black affinity that, that used the plus one for each artifact equipment.
1: Cranial plating.
2: Cranial plating,
0: that's what I was
1: thinking. Yeah. That you could attach at instant speed. Right.
2: And there was the red one utilizing shrapnel blast on the Isochron Scepter. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of different, very powerful <laughs> dude, decks.
1: It was a fun time, man. And, and I felt like...
2: I was all crazy shit on Isochron Scepters.
1: Dude, I honestly feel like Mirrodin Block was like the pinnacle of like my experience with brewing, you know? I felt like I had so many options and so many ways that I could take things and it wasn't like the obvious, you know?
2: Yeah, I feel like it was the time that Standard was the
1: most interesting. I can get behind that. But I'm not sure I can get behind your number one pick for the Counterspell. What do you think it is? It's Archmage's Modern Charm. Modern Counterspell. Archmage's Charm? Even over regular old Counterspell? Yeah, no, it's still Charm. <laughs> yeah. uh oh, man. I just know that when I... If, if I could only put one in a deck, I'd probably put Counterspell. But since I can have both, I'd prefer Archmage's Charm. But wh- Why do you say that, though? Not because a- there have been times where I'm, like, holding an Archmage's Charm, but I don't have three blue mana up. Yeah. And I'm like, boy, I-, I have two. And I'm like, boy, I wish I had a Counterspell right now.
2: Okay. I guess that's fair. But, I just yeah. feel like, because you say, you know, one of the ways you judge a Counterspell is by, is by judging it against Counterspell.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. If
2: I judge Archmage's Charm against Counterspell, Archmage's Charm is better.
1: Yeah, it it has definitely definitely more utility. But see, a lot of the times that I have that feeling where I'm like, I wish I had a Counterspell, it's probably because I already cast a Counterspell and was not playing correctly. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. I used the Counterspell when I should have used the Archmage's Charm kind of thing. Because you should, if you have three mana... You should always use the Archmage's Charm and save the other counter spell for when you have it. But yeah. So yeah, it, it, Archmage's Charm is probably empirically better just because of the rest of the modals' uh, abilities on it. I mean, you
0: can make an argument, I think, for force of negation
2: mm-hmm. because that you kind of have to play it at this point. Like, there's not, that part is no longer. If you are in that color, that card is yep. no longer. And if,
1: yeah, and it's like uh, seventy or eighty dollars, so it's yeah. kind of sad because I want to.
0: It's a, it is a requirement to yeah. be in that color.
1: It yeah, is. unless it, it. Let's put it this way: Is it decks can get away with not having it? They might have one in the sideboard in modern. But if you're not an is it deck or straight counter like control deck. You need this card, like even so. For example, need it. Um, yeah, they, they oh, need definitely. It for their
2: counter battles, they need it. For the mirror match, they need it. Um,
1: uh, like the cascade decks, you can't get, you can't go without having this card because you right. spend all your mana to cascade, you, and they're going to counterspell it. You need this card. It's yeah. you, you might as well not even play it if you don't have this. While
2: Archmage's Charm is my pick for the best counter spell, it's kind of hard not to make a case
0: for Force of Negation because it is it it's it is basically a requirement. Yeah. So we'll we'll say top three. Top three? Top three are Archmage's Charm, Force of Negation, and Chalice. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> counter spell.
1: Counter spell, yeah. I will I will reflect those sentiments. I think I'm not going to fight you too hard on that. And then I just wanted to talk about hey, the for greatest a long time, counterspell. The
2: counterspell wasn't in Modern. I you know, remember that's a recent addition to Modern.
1: Yeah, that's true. Modern Horizons 2. Yeah. Uh, so it was reprinted.
2: There there was a resurgence for control there for a little bit. And then people realized that hey, actually, you know what? A two mana counterspell is not that great anymore. Now, when you have no. one mana removal for whatever it is that you would have counterspelled.
1: Right. All right, so we're going to go one more back. There's only a few, and they're the only answers. Uh, One so broken that it is is illegal in Legacy and only exists in
0: Vintage. It's Mana Drain. It is
1: empirically better than Counterspell.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: obviously... (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, it's better than than
2: anything, I think.
1: Yeah, it's it's the it's the best. It's only it's only available in vintage of uh, well in Commander, but otherwise it's banned because it's too blue. It counters the spell, so it does exactly what a counterspell buzz does. But at the beginning of your next main phase, at X to your mana pool, where X was the casting cost of that spell that you countered. That's crazy
2: that you can put this on an isopron scepter.
1: <laughs> right. You sure can. Holy moly. That's probably the best spell ever printed, I, I would say.
0: right on an isopron.
1: And then the...
0: mental the cap- Misstep also. Um, I
2: mean, again, you can pay it for free. Uh, mm-hmm. and you can pay two life for it.
1: Yeah, the Frexian so mana.
2: That people often do not expect because you're tapped out. And this can hit creatures on like Pact uh, of Negation. Or not
1: Pact, sorry. Force of Negation. Force of Negation, yep. Uh,
2: and so it can be used against anything even when you're tapped out. And not only that, but just playing this, I know it's not running a lot of things, but just, you play this one time when you're tapped out and for the rest of your matches, your opponent is in that yeah. base.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's like uh That has value. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Going after your opponent's headspace has value.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, uh oh. Yeah, mental Misstep step is good. I I I I can dig it. Too bad it's banned and everything, and only restricted in vintage. And then and then there's a couple other legacy staples that are really good. Uh Days. Originally printed in uh Nemesis, right? Yeah. Yeah. One blue, one colorless. You may return an island you control to its hand, into your owner's hand instead of paying days mana cost. So again, free, but you return an island. Counter target spell unless its controller pays one. So it's, if you're playing a legacy deck, you probably have this card in there if you're in blue. And yeah. yeah. Same with this next one, Force of Will. Kind of like Force of Negation, except it's counter any spell, not just a non-creature spell. And you have to pay one life and exile the blue card. Definitely, really good. It's just the uh, hard casting of Force of Will happens less because <laughs> it costs three blue and or two blue and three collarless. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on those. Uh, those are the three counter spells of which to judge counter spell by and, and Pyroblast. Oh yeah, yeah. I did put I did put Pyroblast in here too because look at that. It's a red counter spell. Yeah, uh, w- w- red elemental blast pretty much does the same thing too, but
2: oh no, red pyroblast way better because you can destroy a blue permanent with it.
1: Yeah, right. So this is counter target spell if it's blue, or destroy target permanent if it's blue. And red elemental blast is only counter spell.
2: That is correct, if I remember correctly, and I'm ninety nine percent sure I do.
1: Um, no, it still or destroys a blue card in play. Oh wow. Oh, I guess I misremembered that Alright, we're running eight of these suckers Just kidding <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yep, it's good Alright If you're playing blue, you're gonna hate me
1: <laughs> Alright, so that's the show We did it, we ranked the counter spells. We gave you the best For each format
0: Sure, Moderator Dave Would have much worse opinions on the matter
2: But he's not here Yeah He's that's, not, what he get, that's what he gets for missing. We don't get to hear
0: his opinion on what counterspells he hates. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably all of them.
1: Yeah, teach him to go on assignment again. How dare he? Yeah, he doesn't seem like he likes counterspells very much. He does like to just bolt people to the face. Probably gets yeah, upset when his, that doesn't happen.
0: His strategy is not uh, counterspell conducive.
1: No, but it could be so much better if he just played. Is it, and then he could do both. If only. Hey, I'm starting to think it's like the best color combination, the best two color combination. I
2: like playing. Is it? It's it's up there for me. It's definitely uh, fun to play. The original Niv-Mizzet is one of my favorite cards of all time.
1: Uh, let's talk about that for a second. Let me pull it up. <laughs> I wasn't around playing when this was a thing, so... Oh, man. Forgive me. There's, like, I know there's at least two of them. Is it... Uh, what do you, what's his... Okay. Does
0: three he have a... Head, he's the... Three Booth, Three red. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I played with this in uh my thing in the ice deck for Pioneer.
2: Anytime that I did play Pioneer, or not Pioneer, Commander,
1: this was the Commander that I used. Oh, I would play with him as a commander any day three blue, three blood, bread, three blue, three red, legendary creature, dragon wizard. this spell can't be countered flying whenever you he's a five five whenever you draw a card, niv Mizzet, Perrin deals one damage to any target, target whenever a player casts an instant of sorcery spell, you draw a card <laughs> i i I literally have sat with this card on the board and like drew a bunch of cards. And then, deal damage.
0: Yeah, because a lot of times too, like if you're if you're at can
2: you can just you cast opt, you draw two cards, you deal damage. Like
1: yeah, yeah. yep. And you're like, oh, scry. That's not going to get me. I'm not going to be able to cast that right now. So scry that to a bottom. Oh wait, I'm going to draw a card. It's really good. He's fun.
0: I wish I still had mine. I sold him, though.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Pioneer also has Niv-Mizzet, the other one, the reborn one. It's kind right. of busted. You Basically, when you put him out, he's one of each color. When you put him out, you reveal 10 cards off the top of your library. And then for each color pair, you put one of those into your hand. Yeah. So you get like, if you, they're, the deck's built around having multicolored cards like that. So you're just like, hey, I have these. I just refilled my hand with a bunch of, interaction yeah. it's pre- it's a pretty good deck yeah play more is it so that they can <laughs> ban more cards i guess because people are playing too much is it
2: i can get more behind your playing more is it
0: movement than you're playing more pioneer movement
1: yeah hey don't <laughs> knock it till you tried it i did try it oh well
0: Still
1: not. <laughs> i'll 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 force i'll force you to one of these days I'm sure. Every everybody would be playing. You'd be like, I guess I'll play it. When Explorer turns to Pioneer.
2: Maybe once
1: it hits Arena, you'll be able to me. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> wow. Alright, well that's the show. You can find us at MPG Pod on Twitter. You can find me at be nice mpg. And you can send us emails. Tell us what your favorite it cards are. Or... If your counterspells do not align with our counterspells, let us know at show at magicprovinggrounds.com.
2: So feel free to email us and make up a story for what Dave's doing on assignment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, that'll be fun. Because he's supposed to be checking out the local card shops in North Carolina. But I don't think that's what he's doing. Didn't sound like it.
2: Got a microphone on him somewhere? <laughs>
1: Final. It's, awful, it's awful windy out here. <laughs> On location. Well, see you next week. See you next week. Oh, wait, I'm getting something in my earphones. We, we're getting a call from. Uh moderator Dave? Moderator Dave, are you there? Yeah, I'm down here on assignment in uh North Carolina. Oh, how's it going? It's you going get any good. new scoops on the magic scene? Yeah, turns out that uh arena plays real good on the toilet down here too. The toilet, you're you're supposed to be checking out the local game stores. Oh, what? Can't can't you do arena from home on your toilet like you do normally? You're yeah. Supposed to get out there, you know on the beach the the boardwalk there's card shops on the boardwalk you, you told me to come down here and, and scope out the uh the magic scene like like i do at home and i i just play from the toilet you know i'm very clear about this uh.
3: all
1: right i hung up on him anyway
0: dave <laughs>